everybody. We are so excited today. We are back talking non-Hallmark movies. Yes, you haven't heard from us since our, ta- our top 10 uh, countdown <laughs> that we did of Christmas, uh, but uh, we are here to talk about some recent uh, non-Hallmark movies. Uh, I'm Rachel and Amy is here. Hello, guys. Yay! We are back off networking. Off networking. Yeah. That's a yes. verb. <laughs> we had to wait until there were enough that yeah. weren't horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they weren't going to traumatize us for life. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that uh, that we wanted to talk about. And uh, so, how have you been since I've, Christmas? I've been good. I don't know. <laughs> been good. Back in school. Back to the grind. A lot yeah. less Christmas in my life. Um. Yeah, you you miss you miss watching uh, like what was it like thirteen Christmas movies a week like we were doing. No, not really. I realized <laughs> after the fact that my kitten we got him in November, so like until January he'd only ever seen Christmas movies. Like this <laughs> probably thought Christmas was the only part of his life. Like. <laughs> He like hears Christmas bells and he like triggered <laughs> immediately triggered. <laughs> I'm like he never saw anything that wasn't Christmas related for like the first two three months he lived with us. So. <laughs> that is really funny, like Lady in the Tramp but with cats. <laughs> <laughs> so we have quite a bit of variety here in the three movies we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah and uh, it's gonna be fun uh we have two lifetime movies one disney channel original movie uh but i guess the common theme maybe is they're all uh female centric yeah females <laughs> yes so uh the first thing that we're going to talk about is the uh from uh lifetime we have victoria Gotti, my father's daughter and i saw the gaudy film from last year that was a feature film and it was terrible it was one of the worst movies i think i've ever seen in my life um it was just so bad in so many ways it was everything from the costuming to the makeup to the lighting to the editing to the script to (laughs) it was very bad and the thing that made it even more terrible is that they try at the end of the movie to paint the mafia as a like persecuted minority group which was hilarious but ridiculous like they're <laughs> they're like the fbi hunted down john Gotti and his family for nine months they wouldn't leave him alone and blah 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 all this stuff at the end of the movie and you're like no those agents are heroes they they <laughs> they they were here like they wouldn't give up on on arresting this criminal yeah <laughs> like what's wrong with you it was so funny and like that's actually a good thing that they kept you know yeah they were trying to capture yeah. a criminal like yeah right <laughs> and uh so anyway it was really bizarre and funny and so i can confidently say that uh this movie about victoria Gotti, it's not without its flaws but it was definitely better than uh than the feature film Gotti. so way to go (laughs) go lifetime yeah that's right you get one point (laughs) yeah i mean have you been able to see like there's a whole sort of genre of organized crime movies like have you gotten to see any of them or do you I mean, uh, not not really my style yeah um i think i enjoyed this one just because it was from her perspective uh-huh and she was actually sharing it yeah. um because the other ones are kind of just like the crime centric and it's that yeah. is not as interesting to me so yeah i mean i feel like everybody who is a cinemaphile <laughs> uh really into movies you need to eventually see the, the god the two two godfather movies you don't really need to see the third because it's terrible um but but the first two are so well made and they're so well acted and just well put together 
and they're they do have something i think to kind of say but i still they're movies that i admire more than i like because mm. i admire for what they're trying to do they do a very good job and obviously it's on a whole nother league yeah than this movie but um but <clears throat> i it's never been a favorite genre of mine i mm-hmm. i just find it's just hard for me to kind of relate to and they are pretty violent so it's just not mm-hmm. and they're really long <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm yeah. just always like, wow, there was yeah. a lot of time in this person's life for it to be this long. Of a yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's about a whole family, so I guess, yeah. but, but yeah, I, I mean, the whole message of the Godfather is basically like, it's, you can kind of treat it as this metaphor that people just like, people don't listen to, to people don't listen to God. People don't listen to, they, they, they don't listen to the, to the godfather they don't listen to the dawn Mm -hmm. and they think they know the best way to live they think they know what's right and so you you can kind of extrapolate from use it as sort of a metaphor because it's so isolated they never really aside from cops they never really interact with anybody who's not a part of their organization or their thing and so it's sort of a i don't know it's a weird it's a weird thing but anyway so but yeah, it's it's never been my favorite genre. But what did you think about in this movie about the fact that they interweaved her own the actual Vittori Gotti her own interviews and sort of her as a narrator, um, and having her there not just narrating but actually her there being interviewed mm-hmm. into the movie. Did you like that? Because that was sort of a risky choice, I thought. I I really liked it because it made it feel like it was more like it's her story, it's her telling it. So it was more uh, more interesting to me because I knew it was personally coming from her um, rather than just Lifetime saying and making a movie about her life. Um, it, that she was like very involved in it is it made it seem more personal, and I I enjoyed that she was actually telling the story as the story was going along. Yeah, I liked it too, surprisingly. It seems like the kind of thing that could be super cringy. But I thought it actually worked because she's such a kind of over the top. It kind of grounded the movie to me. Yeah. Because it it would feel like, oh, this is so over the top. And like her her life and, you know, those deep sort of uh, New York accents and the, you know, some of the over the top things, like having her there being like, yeah, that really happened. And here's (laughs) what happened next. It kind of made it feel a little more real to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in fact that they did such a good job with casting, uh, she looked so much like, I think, like Victoria Gotti, the, the Chelsea, uh, Chelsea Fry is her name. Yeah, she did. I, I was like, wow, they did a really good, good cast. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah i think so and i thought she was a pretty good actress i thought she did a pretty good job yeah she did the the blonde though that wig yeah that that was my least favorite part (laughs) the wigs were really bad i even tweeted it out on twitter when i was watching i'm like these all all these italians deserve better wigs than this what's going on (laughs) that's very true uh and they had uh maurice bernard playing john Gotti, and he Mm -hmm. is really famous for being on general hospital for like forever years and i can tell you one thing he was better than john travolta (laughs) (laughs) definitely better than john travolta (laughs) um they they definitely were kind of setting him up as this sort of beloved character like you hardly ever saw him doing any crimes yeah and i i feel like that was specifically because it was coming from her and it was her yeah. part of the story it wasn't and she at least from what the movie portrayed she wasn't really involved in that yeah yeah you would think separate. yeah you would think for watching this movie that the worst thing that john Gotti ever did was uh was keep her from marrying carmine <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah. he's such an overbearing dad how dare he yeah. uh but yeah he's you know he's set up as kind of this beloved father uh mm-hmm. and uh which was probably i mean was probably true and i thought he did a pretty good job did, did you yeah. 
yeah do you think this um i'm i'm not really sure like i don't know the god i I had no before you asked me to watch this i had no idea who any of these people were oh okay okay so i have no idea and i looked it up john Gotti died when i was four years old so like i have (laughs) no idea this was my first like ever mob anything relation (laughs) like if i wouldn't have googled it afterward i and like actually figured out what he kind of did like i would have been like oh he was just a dad that stole some things like i yeah so (laughs) well yeah he was really famous for uh they called him the teflon don because he Mm -hmm. kept getting they kept trying to prosecute him and nothing would stick it's like the (laughs) the travolta one they wouldn't leave him alone Yeah, I, I googled afterwards and was like, okay, so this happened and this happened. I read a few articles and was like, okay, I I wasn't yeah. even born yet when all this happened, but okay. Because for some reason, I do find I'm not interested really in the day-to-day operations of the mafia, but I do find kind of the way the society was run for so long kind of interesting and the way like different alliances work there there was this whole thing called a cosa notra there used to be uh there used to be these i think there were five families Mm -hmm. in uh in new york uh and because you had uh you had italian mafia and then Mm -hmm. you had jewish mafia and you had uh and uh there was irish mafia but the um the italian mafia had five families that were all part of cosa notra it were were all fighting against each other in killing each other and yeah. but there became a point where they all decided they they reached this truce and became this 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 kind of this organization with uh and so what's interesting about john Gotti and I'm not like some huge expert, but whatever. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about him is that he's, it seems like he, because it used to be there was this big divide between the Costa, the Costa Notra would not get into drugs, the drug trafficking, that they were just mm-hmm. about, they were about like fleecing unions and like uh, making, uh, <clears throat> getting money off of like the, uh, the, um, the teamsters were very in with the, the the mafia anyway things like that as opposed to uh as opposed to drugs mm-hmm. and then it seems like with john Gotti, that all started to change a lot and then basically with his arrest it was kind of like the end and death was sort of the end of la cosa nostra and the end of the mafia as like it had been known for years and i i'm sure it still exists but not in the same way because it was it wasn't only him it was like because uh, he was the dawn of the whole mm-hmm. of all the families and everything and but everything kind of dissolves uh the way it had been for so long uh which is interesting to me i think that that's fascinating but um anyway so he was kind of a pivotal character and he was really known for for wearing like really nice suits and looking very uh very snappy (laughs) and he was because a lot of times old the old dons would like hide and not you know not want people to really notice them that much you know and they would have their places that they would go to eat like their italian restaurants and their whatever and uh and but he was kind of more outspoken and and more of a uh celebrity than others and so it's kind of it's an interesting it's an interesting life it's an interesting person uh, but uh this movie it pretty much focuses most of the movie on the romance between victoria and yeah. uh and carmine her her first husband and uh her children and that she ends up being able to have and all of that did you what did you think of the romance it was so weird to me uh-huh i was like if a, i was walking home from school and some guy was standing on his car being like i know who you are i'd be like run <laughs> <laughs> it seems so strange to me and like he didn't seem like a particularly good boyfriend yeah and like a particular he was like husband i was like why why does she keep putting herself in this situation yeah i just didn't i didn't get it i wouldn't 
that's something I wouldn't have personally done, but I mean, I guess each their own. Um, <laughs> yeah, he didn't yeah. seem that charismatic, and then no. he has that huge shift on their uh, on their honeymoon where he bets and loses all of their money, like forty thousand dollars or something like that, uh, that they had gotten for wedding presents and other stuff. And then it's like all downhill from there. She's she leaves. She thinks she's. But but you know you're a good Italian Catholic girl you're not gonna you're not gonna get divorced mm-hmm. and so she ends up staying with him and having these kids first she doesn't think that she can have kids and then she gets pregnant and mm-hmm. she has I think three I believe I forgot to write that down but she has a bunch of she has a bunch of kids and it, you know it kind of uh, it's that you know it sort of goes through all of that and then they end up uh they do end up finally getting divorced uh at the end when she just can't take it anymore yeah yeah and he was probably the weakest acting i would think of yeah that's what i thought too yeah he was just i don't know i was just very confused Mm -hmm. it didn't seem like they had any chemistry yeah there was nothing there yeah i agree uh and then they have a little bit about his uh her sorry they have a little bit about her father's uh legal troubles and then him being in jail and and Mm -hmm. all that but the other main plot i think is the is her brother's death death yeah how how that affected the whole family and particularly her mother how Mm -hmm. she just kind of closed down and I don't think they depicted that well because like she said like oh my mother was never the same and then like two scenes later the mom's fine yeah and then she would go back to being like kind of mentally unstable i was like what wait it it confused me yeah because it wasn't like consistent well and then the neighbor who accidentally hit the brother all of a sudden ends Mm -hmm. up missing yeah and basically everybody knows that he was you know he was taken Hmm. out by the mafia by her dad uh which is i don't know that's just sort of i guess that was never they never found they weren't able to pin that on them or or what but that's just kind of i always wonder how did they left out there (laughs) how did these people get along get away with all this stuff for so long were that many people scared of them oh yeah i mean if you yeah i mean if if there's a whole it's not just one man it's okay. a whole organization that will kill you and is brutal and uh you know i mean these people would go into had had gone into restaurants and just killed multiple people depending on uh you know it's funny because we have this whole sort of mythology and kind of lore about some of these people like someone like mm-hmm. an al capone who yeah. when you really look at some of the things that he did he was a brutal brutal man he and he was not a robin hood a kind of character but sometimes i feel like they're kind of portrayed that way and mm-hmm. uh, and so <clears throat> i don't know it's just a i totally get it that if you you would not want to tick off yeah. the mob <laughs> them after you if you especially i don't know um was it something like i'm just curious was this something that was like in the news constantly like when you were younger did you see this growing up like in papers and on tv news shows and stuff well i i didn't <laughs> because my parents didn't let us watch stuff like that but he was it's particularly because her dad was so like the celebrity guy like with his fancy clothes and and like known for kind of he was a different kind of don than they'd had before and so so he he was in the news more than the others because of his personality and so uh so in that that way he was kind of his own worst enemy he okay. wasn't some he wasn't some don who was like on the sly and you know happy being at gino's whatever <laughs> like that's not who he was and uh so yeah for people that were uh that were watching stuff like that and watching you know inside edition or shows like that during that time i'm sure there were there were stories about yeah. this and about um 
Uh, I mean, I don't recall anything, but <laughs> that was a like, child. I was, yeah, I think like the first big thing on the news that I remember is like Michael Jackson dying. So like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. That, I'm like, yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought that her mom, the lady who played her mom did a pretty good job of kind of showing that sort of trauma and, uh, it, it could have been better written the script with all of that but it was serviceable i think, it was, okay. I think it was you know it was the story she wanted to tell and yeah. um that's i mean it's not something that i'm really gonna keep with me because it's yeah. i don't really know about it it's yeah. like oh i watched it <laughs> yeah it's true it's kind of like in a way this um this recent bohemian rhapsody movie because it was executive produced by the two uh two of the members of queen like any depiction of them of those characters in the movie is like as squeaky clean as you could get they're like <laughs> sorry i can't stay uh, out late at this party because i have a family who loves me and i need to get home and spend time with them and then it's like only freddie mercury is like the only one that's like living it up and being a rock star kind what? of yeah this is true and you could just tell that there were these people behind the scenes who were like um you can't portray me that way sorry buddy you know kind of thing. <laughs> and uh like they literally have this whole sort of intervention with, <laughs> with Freddie, where they're like uh when are you gonna settle down and have <laughs> like all of us <laughs> like what's going on i never knew that the 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 lead singing singers in queen were, uh, <laughs> were 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 like boy scout troop leaders but <laughs> that's okay oh my God. See, i didn't even like i didn't even try to go see that movie because i'm like i i know like two queen songs i don't even know oh. like how many boys were in there like <laughs> well you should remedy that because they have great songs but the movie eh, in my opinion not great it does have some great concert scenes but i thought the script was very pedestrian and it just has the same kind of sanitized feel that mm -hmm. the, I mean, obviously, it's technically a better movie than this, but uh, this also has a very like sanitized feel. That like you know we're presenting this very sanitized version of the mafia and a very sanitized version of. There's nothing here that's like super controversial and it's like oh, yeah. they were brave there. Um, but I thought with the interview and the pretty pretty good performances, I thought it was an an entertaining. A movie and yeah I, I enjoyed it yeah i i liked it it was um i know a little bit more about the past if i need the question on jeopardy <laughs> hey there you go look at that, that yeah that. So, <laughs> so yeah so i would give it like i'd give it uh, judging off of other tv movies and that kind of thing i'd probably give it three stars um yeah i'm gonna yeah i agree with you about three stars it wasn't like yeah. over it wasn't like oh my gosh i loved it but it wasn't like <laughs> bad so yeah yeah interesting so all right and you guys can all put in your recommendations in the comments of queen songs that amy should listen to <laughs> <laughs> my dad my parents are gonna be like why is she like what happened like what is she really listening to like okay. all of a sudden one day it goes from one direction to the 1970s in my room um <laughs> um so 1980s 1980s sorry <laughs> um but anyway so yeah uh let's talk about this second lifetime and then let's do can possible last uh, all right. more sense in my head that way all right so then we had uh, also on Lifetime, we had Olivia Newton-John, Hopelessly Devoted to You. So this is a musical biopic and about Olivia Newton-John. And honestly, I think I might like this legitimately better than Bohemian Rhapsody. I thought this was really well done. And it's very yeah. interesting because I found out, I did some research into this movie because I'm like, this is way better than... A normal lifetime movie what is going on here and i found out that this movie is was created for australian television with like yeah. a pretty big budget 
yeah, when I looked it up, it was like, oh, it already came out like two years ago someplace yeah. else. Yeah. And the lead performer who plays Olivia Newton-John as a as an adult, there's two people who play her. Mm-hmm. Uh, that she dealt a good, uh, good rim, good rim. She is a a judge on the Australian version of The Voice. Oh, okay. She's actually pretty famous there, and like a pretty okay. well known singer. Uh, so I was. I don't know how you felt. I was really impressed by it. I thought I, I really was, liked it. Yeah. I thought it was, it was really, really good. good and I thought not only was it uh well acted you know, that it I thought it seemed from everything that I w- researched after it seemed pretty accurate, accurate yeah, life, which isn't true about Bohemian Rhapsody um but <laughs> <laughs> but also I thought that there was a little bit of artistry to the way things were shot the way that they used the um sort of eight millimeter uh camera like to be um to show like home video kind of camera look to certain sections yeah it was very like it was very stylistic i feel like like they did i i feel like they did a really good job of making it seem like that time period yeah the costume was good the wigs were good if there were wigs they were good yeah no um, there was not a bad wig yeah and uh even the lighting i thought there was some cool i just was really impressed i this is a, a step up from a typical tv movie in my opinion yeah yeah definitely yeah uh i there are two olivia's how did you did that bother you or was it fine for you i didn't even notice until i looked it up afterwards i really didn't notice oh yeah because I, I was like, oh no, because I was really liking that first Olivia. She was doing a really good when job. When did it a, switch? It switched after she, I think it switched when she uh, left her first fiance. Uh, fiance. Yeah. Okay. And then All after right, that. that okay. Because at one point I was like, wow, her nose looks a little different. But okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. so I was like, oh no, I was really liking this one. I hope I'm going to like this new person just as much. And I did. I ended yeah. up uh, really liking, uh, really liking her a lot, and uh, the I thought pretty much the whole cast was was strong. It's it's challenging because she had uh, she's had a lot of relationships and a lot of people in her life, so it was a pretty big cast. Yeah, I was I was shocked. I was thinking like, oh, they're only gonna bring in the guy that she ends up with. And they didn't do that. Like, they showed everything. That's what... And I didn't know, like, anything really about her life previously. I thought she was found on Grease. Like, I thought Grease was her debut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Until I watched this movie. So, yeah. well, I didn't know she was almost 30 in Grease. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the grand tradition of Hollywood, playing high school students when you're 30, both of them were <laughs> like, around oh. 30, which is hilarious. And... Uh, yeah, the young Olivia was Morgan Griffin is her name. And like I said, the older one is Delta Goodrim and they both did a really good job. And, uh, yeah, what I didn't know, so I didn't realize that I didn't realize that she got her start doing, uh, doing country music. It yeah. Was, it was originally in Nashville. I had no idea about that. That was interesting to me. Yeah, I watched it with my parents, and they were, like, singing every song, and they're like, yeah, I remember this came on the radio, and <laughs> I remember when this yeah. was on the top ten for the first time, and we used to drive and listen to the song, and I'm like, oh my gosh, my parents. <laughs> but all the singing, I thought, was was really good. It was very well done. Yeah. In the movie. She was amazing. Yeah. Such a good voice. Yeah. She has really strong vocals. And did a good job sounding, like, she did a good job with sounding enough like Olivia Newton-John, but not, like, she's just completely copying her, but still yeah. her own sound. It's kind of like um, in in the movie Walk the Line, which is a movie I love, uh, the Joaquin Phoenix, he doesn't, he sounds enough in the flavor of uh, Johnny Cash without, mm-hmm. like, imitating, completely imitating Johnny Cash, which I appreciate. Uh, and yeah it kind of goes through her different uh different periods uh in in her life it's out she has this like young love this kind of manager she ends up having relationships with her managers a lot 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, um, I don't think that's a good idea. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only real, like, I guess if I was going to have a flaw with this movie is that certain, uh, there's certain biopics that will focus on one particular concert, one particular mm-hmm. era, like Walk the Line. It doesn't really talk about uh, Johnny Cash's conversion to Christianity and his later sort of gospel years or their his him and his children with june or it's just about that early years and they're 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 the start of their relationship and i I think maybe this might have bit off a little bit more than it could chew at certain times because it it has a lot in here yeah it was a lot i was like this this is going through her entire like she's 16 and then yeah it it took on a lot i wasn't expecting to see like every one of her lovers almost right. like it just it got i mean she started out at 16 and it ended when she had a 16 year old daughter so like it it went a lot of time yeah i guess in the original airing it was actually over uh um over two episodes which okay. kind of makes a little bit more sense i feel like yeah you could kind of I could see it being split up into like a limited series type of thing yeah yeah it was it was just two episodes and because even just the just the stuff with her last boyfriend who ends up going missing just that alone could be like its own lifetime movie yeah i was like oh my gosh this woman has had the worst luck with guys (laughs) like she really has oh girl i was so mad at her husband that she had the little that she had her daughter with mm-hmm. i thought that that was such a like they i mean they probably he's probably a much better dude than in this movie yeah i was really mad at him because i'm like you know like you knew what you were getting to getting into when you signed up when for this marriage married, yeah you knew you were um, marrying olivia newton john for goodness sakes and you're yeah. gonna like be upset that you're not the breadwinner i thought oh i was so mad at him I'm like when they got divorced he was on an australian soap opera and i looked it up he hasn't done anything since yeah like that was it that was the end of his career so divorcing her what didn't like help his career or anything like yeah. I, well i i just didn't get it but that well was and funny. also especially just so soon after you know she'd had this she did cancer and all of this and i'm sure that they you know moved things around a little bit Mm -hmm. but i don't know i just thought that that scene i was so mad at him i was like you're such a loser like you should not be threatened by a woman who uh you know who makes more money than you has more success than you like because because in a marriage you should be it's it's a it's the success isn't one partner's success versus another partner's success it's your success together as a marriage like we did it together you know that obviously that's the ideal and marriage has conflict um but i don't know i just thought like come on dude (laughs) and it seemed to like kind of come out of nowhere yeah at least in the movie that's how it was displayed and i'm like where did this come from yeah and maybe they kind of fleshed i mean and i don't know if they cut some parts out to make Mm -hmm. it into one versus the two episode series versus yeah because it did seem like i needed like one more scene because he they were seemed like super happy and everything was great and then she gets uh and then all of a sudden it's time for him to go Like, that breadwinner line i'm like oh what a loser Why? Like, i'm sorry but you know what women can make more than men like i don't i don't get why that's a problem it's the 21st century I'm like come on well it wasn't then but it is now <laughs> yeah I'm like, exactly. that's just it's so frustrating to me when there's people who are like nope you can't work i have to work and i'm just like dude let her work let her be her okay anyways well and especially if 
they're an established star when you meet them you know like i can understand if we get let's say we got married at 18 and at like 25 so my spouse becomes super famous that would be like very difficult and that would be an adjustment and you'd have to you'd have to deal with it but you you met on this the set of xanadu like like she was already making way more yeah. money than you when you met. So yeah, you were a. Uh, <laughs> I think he was. He was just like a dancer. I think right. Yeah, he was just background. Yeah. So that was frustrating. <laughs> I'm sure it was way more frustrating in real life for her. Mm-hmm. But as a viewer, I was like, oh, I want to punch you in the nose. You are terrible, and he felt bad for the daughter too yeah for having chloe for all of a sudden having to have her parents separate that's no fun and yeah and then she has this relationship with this uh gaffer cameraman guy named patrick mcdermott and and then he goes missing yeah so they they were in the relationship for quite a while and they started in 1995, and then in, uh, I think they had separated, they, they separated, yeah. they weren't together, but in 2005, all of a sudden, he disappeared. Yeah. And, but there's some saying that he just, he did this, he staged the disappearance to avoid paying child support, uh, uh, and from an ex-wife, uh, mm-hmm. and that he's, like, hiding out and uh some latin american country or whatever and which is so they never found him uh no they they i guess says here it says the u.s coast guard investigation based on then available evidence and released in 2008 suggested mcdermott was lost at sea although some have claimed contact with mcdermott since his disappearance in in april 2010 uh private detectives searching for mcdermott claimed he was found living in Mexico under his birth name, Pat Kim. Hmm. So that is, uh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have to really, not only do you give up your, like, I mean, I guess they were kind of off or whatever, but uh, yeah. your potential relationship, but even just your friends your family people who care about you all this stuff if if he didn't uh if he wasn't lost to sea or he didn't you know commit suicide or whatever if something like that had happened and he is living in mexico like that is so selfish oh gosh the agony that you're putting you put everybody through like that is brutal and so i don't know i i just like this is so weird I can't Mm -hmm. imagine dealing with all that. Yeah. So, and she did, she got married in 2008. Okay. Yeah, they said that it was at the bottom at the end. Yeah, yeah. That she got married to her current husband, but. Yeah. And evidently in, and she has gotten cancer again and, and defeated again, I believe. And, uh, evidently her daughter in 2007 uh it was in the tabloids that she had she has anorexia which Mm -hmm. i'm so glad they kept that out because i just don't feel like that would have been needed it's not her story you know it's not her story it's Uh, gonna be a story yeah and her daughter's like an adult grown-up not really in the limelight yeah or anything so if they would have gone through that i feel like that's just like more of an invasion yeah Yeah. i agree i thought they did a great job with the movie reenactments uh i thought that the the grease oh that was so good yeah Yeah, i love that yeah. And then the Xanadu was really good too. I've never seen that movie, but I went and watched yeah. the videos online afterward and I was like, wow, they did a good job with yeah. Xanadu too. It's a bonkers movie, but it's pretty really? fun. Yeah, I mean, they did a really good job recreating it and they did a great job with Grease. I mean, that outfit looked 
identical. The black outfit looked mm-hmm. exactly the same. Her hair looked exactly the same. And I've seen enough of these terrible mm-hmm. Lifetime movies where they try to recreate like the Britney Spears movies. So fake. So bad. Or yeah. like the Whitney Houston movie was so bad. And it looks like, honestly, sometimes it looks like a, like, <laughs> like they these, I mean, I've never seen it, but they, they have these like uh, cheap adult <laughs> entertainment versions of like your favorite yeah. movies, right? And ah. they'll be like really bad copies. And uh, the very worst that Lifetime ever did was uh, the, uh, saved by the bell unauthorized story oh my it God. is the worst thing that you've ever seen everybody looks like i swear if you went down to my high school my old high school and you got uh you did a, a casting call from just like that high school you could have way more talent and way better saved by the bell than in this movie it's so bad the uh the the full house one was really bad too but it wasn't yeah, as bad I as saw, the saved by the I bell saw the house one i was like oh gosh oh gosh yeah, yeah the saved by the bell they try to have this weird like uh the it's supposed to be like screeches like Dustin Diamond's big like story kind of where he's he's telling his side of the story kind of a thing and it's just so cringeworthy what? yes it's so uh. bad it's supposedly based on his book his like memoir and everything is and everybody is against him everybody is mean to him and it's so bad but so I've seen bad recreations is what I'm saying yeah. um, classic properties on lifetime and this was a very well done <laughs> i thought the i thought the guy playing john travolta did a great job he was yeah he did awesome and he sounded like his voice yes i was like whoa yes. <laughs> maybe maybe lifetime should just start out outsourcing some of their movies to australia <laughs> yes because like this was fantastic like yeah i think they should absolutely be doing that <laughs> from now yeah. on i think that's a great way to go because <laughs> i don't know this was just this was so much better than something like that it's not even in the same discussion mm-hmm. and uh so yeah i mean let's see what else yeah i really liked the you know hopelessly devoted to you was really good the concert scenes were were, were pretty good i thought mm-hmm fantastic i was like oh it was so good yeah and so yeah i think we basically covered everything i'm like i said my only real flaw with it is that i think they did try to maybe cram a little bit too much in and maybe we should have had it over two episodes as opposed to just yeah yeah they could they could totally turn that into they could have split it up more yeah yeah but if i was olivia newton john i'd be clicking my heels i mean this she <laughs> i'm sure it's not pleasant to have a movie you know made mm-hmm. about your life yeah. like it's a little weird but considering what could have happened she she came out pretty good I think. yeah yeah <laughs> it, it it very much portrayed her in a positive light yeah. so yeah. yeah definitely without it seeming too scrubbed like compared yeah. to the victoria Gotti one which definitely felt scrubbed you know <laughs> and sanitized this felt you know a little bit it was better i think yeah so there you go how many how many stars would you give this one i'm gonna give it four it was really good i like yeah. it yeah i'm gonna give it a 4.25 just if i'm comparing it against i'm if i'm comparing against other movies of this genre of this type it's definitely one of the best that i've seen in a long time so very good um all right last one we have is kim possible this is a movie on the disney channel that i'm getting ready to get angry here oh (laughs) yeah that there was all kinds of people were uproar about the trailer people were very upset and then it seemed like to me that people saw the movie and there was not as big of a backlash as i expected Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people actually liked it better than they expected to like it uh including myself but it is not a property that i 
have any nostalgia for because obviously I was an adult when it came out. Um, I I have, I haven't, I've seen a few episodes of the show. I've seen both of the movies, uh, Mm -hmm. which I enjoyed very much. Um, So let's hear, what do you think about this movie? All right. I, a a lot of my friends were all like, Oh, it's going to be so bad. Why are they doing this? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, no, like just give it a chance. Let's just Uh wait and see. Let's just, you know, and then I watched it and I was like, oh my gosh, they just took the So Not the Drama movie. I think that's what the one I, was. Yeah. They just took it and flipped it and made it her best friend instead. And like, I, it just, it didn't make sense to me because now they're in high school, but they're not dating. And all of a sudden Rufus isn't, th- I was like, is this supposed to be a continuation of the series? Is this just something yeah. completely? knew like i was very confused because that's like one of the things that was in the series like rufus was there from like the beginning of them doing missions so the fact that he wasn't in the beginning i was like this makes no sense also i feel like they didn't use ron enough at all and also i feel like i I don't know the director was like oh hey you guys need to stay five feet apart at all times they were hardly ever close to each other ever and i'm like they're best friends Uh they they would be acting more like best friends. It just felt like there was a disconnect between uh-huh. the two of them for some reason. Do not like the new girl. I don't like her. I just was like, okay, why? Oh, like, she took the animated movie and just made it a girl instead and made it her best friend. And I was like, uh, oh, okay. Athena. You didn't like Athena. I didn't like Athena, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Chris- Christy Carlson Romano's little cameo, cameo. I was like, why i'm like why is grandma and mom why are they like what why i just i have so many questions and i was like okay yeah i guess it's cute but i much rather they would have just taken an a, a couple of episodes and just made them into live action or taken the movie and just straight made it live action or if they were doing a continuation that they would have like kind of kept consistent to what was in the series but it was kind of just brand new wasn't a real big fan of the guy who played ron i didn't buy their chemistry really don't like athena didn't really like the person who played the mom the little brothers were hardly in it it just i i was just like oh no i'm no no (laughs) very interesting well let's break it down so i actually enjoyed it i thought it it's not perfect but i thought it uh i thought it was sweet and i thought it it did a good job of capturing the overall tone and spirit of the show and the movies that i've seen i thought uh they especially the action scenes i definitely felt like we're sort of in the same spirit of the show and that they did a good job and i actually thought that that she was she she was very well cast sadie's yeah sadie stanley she did a good job. I yeah. liked her as it. She was a good casting choice, in my opinion. Yeah, I think she did a really good job. I, I, I like, I like the idea behind Athena because the idea that they were trying to do is they were trying to show that uh, here's there's this person that can finally sort of do everything that Kim Kim can do, and then she has to sort of say, well, what is it that I can do? What do, what do I offer? Because she had just been the you know the superhero kind of and i thought that was sort of an interesting just that conversation with her grandma about you know that and her grandma says are you are you feeling jealous are you feeling envious and she says she says no which i don't think is probably fully honest Mm -hmm. but uh you know that she's just having to deal with like what is it what's my role now and i don't this is kind of ridiculous thing but i remember when i uh so long growing up because i was one of the only uh members of my faith in i was one of the only mormons in my high school there were like four or five of us and so that was sort of my role that was it you know i was the mormon girl and and uh and so when i all of a sudden went to college and i was at a mormon college all of a sudden i was like well what's my role now that was my role what is it now in this new place and I, so I, I obviously like, it's different to being like, well, I was a superhero and now I'm not a superhero <laughs> anymore. Like that's different, but I don't know. I kind of appreciated that. I thought it was an attempt to kind of flesh out her character and make her have to kind of grow and evolve. Whereas like somebody that's just great at everything. That's not that interesting. Yeah. 
Mm, I don't know. I was just, I was also kind of disappointed. Wait, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I can okay, hear sorry. It just yeah, like got super quiet. Um, <laughs> I was disappointed though that um, Kim's best friend in the series was Monique. Yeah, Monique. Yeah. And they just, what, replaced her with this Athena girl. And I was like, well, what happened to Monique? What happened yeah. to them going to the mall and hanging out at Bananarama <laughs> and getting the cool pants or whatever? Like, yeah. I don't know. But they did create, uh, what's it called? The, the, um, the nachos they did place. Do bueno. Yeah. Yeah. I can never say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so yeah. yeah. And then they have, um, Sean G and, um, Brone from the Goldbergs, uh, as Ron. And mm -hmm. I like, him i love the goldbergs and so i mean i'm already sort of inclined to like him and i thought i know a lot of people didn't like him but i i liked him but i thought they didn't have enough of uh of wade and uh that he was in there for so uh so briefly and i think that they spent too much time at the uh at the high school uh, yeah. and it was probably my guess is, is it's a budget thing uh, uh -huh. because the, i mean obviously the action is going to be the most expensive part of the movie uh but it just kind of it would have been better if they'd had i think one more action scene in between all of that high school stuff yeah uh, because I, that's just where the movie shined to me i thought the the best parts of the movie the one that captured the show the most were these action scenes and i and so i don't know that that was a i think a mistake because yeah you didn't have rufus very much which probably was also a budget thing because i'm sure that's really expensive to make him like that and mm -hmm. uh yeah and you didn't have wade very much so it was a little distracting that like is this person just like yeah. what's going on the Wade, I wasn't sold on the Wade either. Like he, well, I mean, you hardly saw him enough to be sold, I felt like. Also, where was her phone? Her blue phone? Like, what is this necklace, like, crystal thingy? <laughs> like, no, I want her blue phone to do the doo-doo-doo-doo like my cell phone does. And mm -hmm. Yeah. I was very disappointed about that. I um, also... I did, I really I think the cringiest part of the movie. I in general really liked the movie, but the cringiest line of all was the uh, was when they show the uh, the original outfit, you know mm -hmm. the and, and he's like, oh, I was afraid it was too cartoony. That was, was like no the first line. Of the movie for I, I sure. Like I'm pretty sure the reason they didn't have her in the original costume is because it shows her midriff, and they didn't want that. Yeah. That's like the only re like real reason that I think they did that. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And uh, so, yeah, I I do think that a big key to this movie is is it how if you're able to kind of shrug off or find any value in the Athena character, and if 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 you don't, then it's a wash. This movie's not going to work for you. But I was able to sort of I felt like it it did allow Kim to kind of grow as a character. And so I appreciated that. Um, but I also liked, I liked the whole introduction I thought was really strong with uh, Patton Oswald playing uh, this, you know, this evil professor Dementor. And it wasn't blue enough. Sorry. <laughs> but I just, I miss in movies just evilly wicked you yeah. know professor dementor kind of villains because like every villain these days has to have like a tragic backstory and be all sympathetic and sometimes i like my villains to just be snarly you know and like ah, ha, ha. and they're uh, doing so I, it for no good reason like yeah <laughs> i just thought brilliant. yeah i so i thought he was having a great time and i just thought that whole introduction was a lot of fun mm -hmm. and i liked that and then you have um Oh, I'm sorry. I just remembered this part when she he pulled out the Amazon box and was like, "You ordered a knockoff version of whatever." I was like, I was dying. That part, I just yeah. <laughs> like she goes just like on Amazon, like, "All right, I ordered what he wanted." Like, <laughs> oh gosh. At first, I was hoping they would like reveal Athena as to be their daughter, which would have been a, such a like yeah. Different, 
then and then when she was an android or whatever i'm like oh so basically they just did the same thing as the movie except they made it her best friend instead of her boyfriend okay right and yeah they they, it kind of it doesn't make sense that they would they would make such an effort to save athena knowing that she's a cyborg you know like Mm -hmm. why would you risk your life to save something that's not even human that doesn't really make sense I mean, I guess, like, AI, I don't, I don't get it. And also, like, in, in the original movie, like, he got electrocuted and melted. So, like, never saw him again. And then Mm -hmm. this one, I guess she's alive and now she's part of the team. And I'm super confused because I don't think, if they did do another one, I don't think they'd ever bring a Monique in because, well, there's Athena now. That's her best friend. So, I guess Monique and Banana, what was it called? Bananarama? Was that what the... (laughs) the store was called that Monique worked at anyways yeah I don't know yeah but did you think that what do you think of Dr. Draken and Shigo I guess I I liked their casting I really really did um I think I think they were really good I think they they were really well written it -hmm. was very similar to the cartoon in my opinion um i would have liked if they would have gone a little bit more cartoonish and made his face like completely blue but you know i understand why they didn't do that but still yeah Uh um yeah and i actually liked her mom because i maybe it's just because i love allison hannigan uh she was one of my favorite characters on how i met your mother um but they didn't really use her very much Uh, i feel like if you get a name like allison hannigan to play to play a character you should use her a little bit more we didn't need the grandma and the mom uh, we could have just had the mom but uh and then <laughs> you actually do have uh um the voice of Bar- bart simpson nancy cartwright is actually does the uh the little noises or whatever from rufus yeah. which is kind of funny <laughs> and she was she was the original too she did on oh, the she? okay yeah, yeah um she's the only one who kept her job no i'm kidding <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah yeah and so overall i enjoyed it i thought it i thought it was i thought it had nice little moments of heart and i liked the action it wasn't perfect it could have used another action scene i think at the mm-hmm. high school i think that would have made it a lot better and i do agree that uh that the athena thing wasn't executed perfectly particularly with them deciding to like go back and kind of rescue her and risk themselves i think that wade and rufus could have been more involved but overall i certainly have seen worse that's for sure on disney channel um and i thought it was i thought it was pretty entertaining uh and so yeah i mean i'd give it personally um like three three stars so yeah, I give it, like, two something, and just, like, the last thing I want to say is when they picked her head out of the rubble, I was mm-hmm. like, this is not for kids. That is terrifying. Mm. And it's on Disney Channel. Like, come on. There is, like, little kids watching this movie. Y- you wouldn't have to think, oh, like, yeah, Kim Possible, like, we should be worried about there being dismembered heads. that's like that's true i guess yeah i gave it three three stars i i think i in my uh in my review on my uh on my channel i think i gave it a seven out of ten which was probably maybe a little generous but i don't know i i had a good overall good time watching it and i did think the casting uh particularly of kim was was really strong and uh and so anyway there you go that's it so three television movies from three from uh from lifetime and from disney channel yeah we were able to talk about and so i would say definitely the best of the bunch was the olivia newton john John. yeah very very good and then i would say the kim possible and then the victoria Gotti. but i I liked all three yeah i agree with that i agree with that listing (laughs) (laughs) okay cool good Uh all right well thanks so much for doing this i really appreciate it and, no problem uh let us know in the comment section or on twitter if you got to see any of these what did you think about them let us know we'd love to talk about it and amy where can people find you online uh you can find me on youtube um youtube.com slash weekend all stars or on twitter and instagram at it's amy craig and also if anyone has any recommendations of off network stuff that we can talk about please yes. let us know 
it's kind of hard to find some of this stuff sometimes on TV and the lifetime stuff isn't always great for the podcast and there's not a ton of Disney all the time. So if there's stuff yeah. that's off network that you want us to watch and want us to talk about, please let us know. Yeah. And even if there's like maybe some family friendly feature films that yeah. might be worth talking about in an episode, that would be a lot of fun. Yep. For sure. So, okay, great. Uh, yeah. Make sure you're following Amy on her channel and you can follow me at Rachel's reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. I do have my review of Kim Possible up on my channel that you can check out. And uh, so, yeah, make sure you're following the podcast, the homework, these pod all over social media and uh, if you're listening on iTunes, please give us your ratings and reviews. If you're listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, let us, like I said, let us know what you think. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys.